what do I do with this money I have in the bank? Do I just have my separate accounts and that's that? I can access it whenever I want or is there a smarter way to be saving my money? And I'm here today to tell you that there is a smarter way you could be saving your money and take advantage of the increasing interest rates. Welcome to the 1UP Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself and if you're not happy with your own choices then you're never going to be happy. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the 1UP Project podcast. Let's chat interest rates. So they have been increasing recently and that has been kind of the scary headline for the media like interest rates are increasing mortgages are increasing for those that have homes and it's all scary you know finances are going to be really difficult for so many people over the next couple of years which is 100% true but there's also a flip side to that there's also a side that we can take advantage of as savers and that's with the increasing interest rates that are happening and so I want to discuss that opportunity for those of us that are saving um you know, outside of our investments, there may be a few things you can do to more efficiently save money. So I want to give a little bit of an explanation. Going back to high school economics, amazingly, there's something I remember surprisingly well, and that is that rising interest rates have an impact on two specific groups, savers and spenders. So for the purpose of this example, a saver is someone who keeps their money in a bank account and is saving money for like a trip or for their expenses or deals with their paycheck through there. So pretty much every single one of us. Spenders, on the other hand, are those of us that take out loans or debt, like credit cards or a house deposit or a business loan or a personal loan. So anyone borrowing money to spend it on something else. That's what a spender is or often maybe referred to as a borrower. Interest rates, they're kind of like a reward for savers. And for spenders, they're kind of like a penalty. So when interest rates increase, savers get a higher reward for saving and spenders get a higher penalty for spending. So as I mentioned before, this is why a lot of the news media about mortgages increasing for people has been has been that. And this is going to put extra financial stress on people who have mortgages. The cost of their mortgage is going to increase, which is going to mean that their discretionary income then decreases and they have less money to spend on other things like groceries. And it doesn't help that inflation is rising and so the cost of living is increasing and ultimately it just turns into this kind of big shit show for people and it's a financially really hard time for so many. But on the other hand, we're seeing a lot of talk about how on-call and notice saver savings accounts at banks have a higher interest rate, which is great for us savers because it means that our money can earn more sitting in the bank than what it used to. You know, previously we were in a time where our money was losing value sitting in the bank due to such low interest rates and inflation kind of working together to create this environment where our money, if it wasn't invested, it was technically losing value for a while there, like almost since COVID, I'd say. And it's awesome to see us kind of coming out on the other side where for savers, we have that opportunity to be a bit more efficient with our saving and to earn more on the dollars we do save. 
this is the side of interest rates that I want to focus on most in this episode. I want to talk about how savers can get the most out of increasing interest rates, be smart with their money, especially, you know, if you aren't investing yet, or if you are investing, but you have, you know, lump sums of cash or incoming cash that you want to be smart, you want to be protective with, you want to be smart about, you want it to also be sitting in a place that is benefiting you for the long term. My personal opinion for my financial situation is that any money I'm not intending on touching for more than one and a half years should be invested. So any money I have that I'm either going to spend on a house deposit or for retirement or any kind of long, long term things like that goes into my investments. So that's, you know, your shares ease, your hatch, your kernel, your, what are some of the other ones overseas, your stake, your smart shares, anything like that. This is where it can be, this is where it can increase in value more than it can in a bank. I know I don't need it for a certain amount of time. I can take more risk with that money, invest more aggressively. And so any money that I intend on using within a year and a half or less should be in the bank so that I have access to that money really easily and isn't exposed to the often volatile ups and downs of a share market, right? So it means I can have more certainty over what my money is doing, where it is, Uh, I can use it at any time and know that it is that amount of money. I'm not having to remove it from a share where potentially it might dip one day and rise the next So that stuff that's within the one and a half year timeline is things like saving for a holiday, a new car, my emergency fund, that's, you know, money that I need access to instantly. And so many of us will have these savings goals too that we're not investing for, they're just sitting in our bank account. And I don't know if you ever ask this question, but to me, it's always like, well, what do I do with this money I have in the bank? Do I just have my separate accounts and that's that? I can access it whenever I want or is there a smarter way? to be saving my money and I'm here today to tell you that there is a smarter way you could be saving your money and take advantage of the increasing interest rates. So as we just mentioned we know as savers we are now rewarded more for saving with the increased interest rates. The bank and other financial companies want us to keep our money with them so they're going to offer us the best interest rates to get us to do that. The exciting thing now and something I've noticed I guess over time is that there's an increased competition for these savings accounts. It's not just banks that offer them anymore. It's also investment platforms like we've seen. Shares is about to release one. Kernel's had one for a little while now. They are launching these savings accounts as well for us to use and take advantage of these better interest rates. And they're just as much as the banks, sometimes more. And I think that gives us a really great opportunity to kind of have our investments and our savings in the same area. So we've got that goal of long-term or medium to long-term kind of goals in the same place and you can kind of break it up in a way that makes sense for you maybe you have all your short-term money in your bank and all your medium to long-term money in your investment um, portfolio assuming that you are with a company that offers those savings accounts like Colonel and Shazzy's just mentioned. There are a couple other savings options like these on-call or notice saver accounts that can be discussed or mentioned or identified as low-risk investment options. So that is what people call either a term deposit or a pie fund. There are some slight differences between those two which we'll talk about in a second. So if we want to save money outside of our usual investments in the stock market or property, we can use low-risk options like these. Of course, you know, the returns aren't going to be as high typically, But the benefit of these options is that it's a lower risk, it's more guaranteed and it's easier to access your money. Of course there are no guarantees in finance but 
you know, for the sake of the example. You would usually want to choose an option like this if you needed access to the money within one to two years. For example, I'm wanting to go overseas in the middle of next year. I have just over a year to save the required amount of money that I need, but I want to make sure I won't actually touch that money. I'm not tempted to pull it out but it will still increase in value without having to expose it to too much risk. So I'm not fully investing it. One of the following options might be the right one for me. So I want to go through four different options with you today. And please bear in mind that for the sake of simplicity, I'm not going to include every single little detail. I'm not a financial advisor and please use a financial advisor if you want personal information or any kind of advice relevant to your own goals. This is sort of from the perspective of what I'm going to be doing, but this is all also all information that you can access yourself anyway. So the options that I'm going to be talking about are a call saver account, a notice saver account, a term deposit and a pie fund. Some or all of these you might have heard of before and I'm, I'm going to outline kind of what they are now. So an on-call savings account and you can kind of guess what they might mean by their name, an on-call savings account. This is a type of bank account that allows you to access your funds at any time, on-call without penalty so you can you know if you decide that your traveling needs to be needs to be brought up by six months okay I need that money now sweet I can take it out of that account with no penalty this type of account is typically going to offer the least amount of interest or the lowest interest rate in comparison to the other accounts we'll talk about but the advantage here is of course that you have the flexibility to use your money whenever you want take it out whenever you want sometimes there are differences between just like your normal transaction or everyday account with your bank and an on-call savings account. So I would look on your bank's website or the bank that you want to go with's website and have a look and see what different savings accounts they offer and you can see, you know, an outline of what they involve. I've gone to the Money Hub website to pull some of these figures and I just want to say that Money Hub is such a great website specifically for comparisons. So this is moneyhub.co.nz. I am going to be talking about New Zealand and Australian based companies and banks and so if you're outside of that, then you might want to have a look at a financial website that would be relevant to your country. Uh, I know Money Hub is only relevant to New Zealand, I'm pretty sure. So Australia, you might want to double check. This would probably differ for you as well. But these banks, I know also you can, some of them you can access in Australia as well. So let's go through some of the highest interest earning on-call savings accounts available right now. Heartland is offering 4.6 a percent BNZ is offering 3.95 percent and Kiwi Bank is offering 3.85 percent so these are the interest rates remember they're an on-call savings account you don't typically have a penalty sometimes they're they're like bonus interest accounts so that's the maximum you can earn and then if you take out a certain amount of money you might get a lower interest rate so that's always something to look at in the T's and C's but those have been outlined as some of the highest interest earning on-call accounts at the moment for Kiwis. This is the type of account that you might want to consider putting your emergency fund in because you can access it instantly. You know, there's no penalty for taking it out, but your money is still earning a decent amount of interest. It's still increasing in value technically. It's still beating inflation. So if I was going to put an emergency fund anywhere, I would put it in an on-call account because remember an emergency fund is something that you want to have access to instantly it's not your house deposit savings it's not your new car savings it's not your travel savings it is your emergency savings it's something that you need access to instantly when you need it and you'll thank yourself for that as well okay the next one is a notice saver account so by the name we can probably kind of guess what 
notice saver means. It just means you need to give notice before you take the amount of money out. So it's a type of savings account where you need to tell your bank, hey, I want to withdraw some funds before you actually get access to those funds. The notice period can vary depending on the bank, but typically we're looking at between 30 and 90 days. So the reward you get for having to kind of commit to keeping your money in the bank or at least having to give a notice period if you want to take your money out is that you generally get a higher interest rate especially in comparison to on-call savings accounts but you actually see that some of them are kind of similar rates to the on-call accounts we discussed before but typically they're just like another savings account but you have to give notice before you can take money out of that account. So at the moment we are looking at Rabobank with 5% interest and that has a 60-day notice period so you need to give 60 day note 60 days notice before you can take money out of that account and there's a minimum savings amount of a thousand dollars so some of these accounts will have a minimum savings amount so that's an, a minimum amount you have to put into the account jeez it's rolled dull up in here rhyming okay so Kiwi Bank is the next one with 4.75 percent interest in a 90 day notice period with a minimum deposit amount with a minimum savings amount of $2,000. So you have to have $2,000 in the account and it's a longer notice period. With Heartland, Heartland Bank 5.5%, so that's kind of the highest that we'll talk about. They have a 90-day notice period as well, but a $0 minimum savings amount. So that might be something to consider. And then Kernel, who I actually use for my travel savings because I'm also intending on investing with Kernel soon. So it's at 5.25% interest and they have a 34-day notice period with $0 minimum savings amount. So that's kind of the best one in terms of no minimum savings amount and the shortest notice period according to what Money Hub and some of my research has outlined. It's really, really important, guys, that you do do your own research. I'm just kind of giving you a head start in terms of the information I've collected. But I am sitting on a knife edge here in terms of recommending accounts. It's really important that you look at the T's and C's and that you are aware of what you're committing to before you commit to it. I just want to make sure that everyone feels like they're getting the most out of their savings and this will be a head start for you to do that. But definitely decide either with further research yourself or a financial advisor. So if we're looking at a notice saver account, possibly this is an account you want to consider for your travel, um, for your travel fund, your new car savings, or even your house deposit savings. Because that is something that typically, you know, 60, 90 days notice will probably be okay before you actually have to submit that cash amount. But definitely something to consider as well. The next one is a term deposit, which I have, haven't really looked into too much until I was doing a bit of research for this episode. And it's definitely one I want to consider a lot more because it's essentially just like a low risk version of investing. So a term deposit is a type of savings account where you lock your funds away for a set period of time. And that's what's known as the term. So the set period of time is the term in the term deposit. So it's kind of like a set period of time you have money in an account. So during this whole time, you can't withdraw your funds without a penalty. And there's also a notice period to withdraw. So it's similar to a notice saver account, except you are actually committing to a set period of time up front. Whereas with the notice saver accounts, it's kind of an extended, you know, whatever, that's just a continuous account. This is like a set period of time where you commit to putting your money in a certain place. You have a notice period and a penalty if you were to withdraw. Whereas with a notice saver, you don't have a penalty typically. And then you will typically 
get a higher interest rate compared to on-call savings accounts or notice saver accounts because you are committing to that. The term will differ, you know, bank to bank, but usually they might sit between three months and five years. So you can really get that short-term options as well as the long-term options as well. Great for a lump sum of money just sitting somewhere that you know you don't need access to, but you also don't want to expose it to a large amount of risk. That might be something to think about because I would typically, if I had any money that I didn't need for over two years, I would just invest it into a fund, you know, in the share market. But if you want a lower risk option for a long-term investment, then this might be something to look at. So comparing some of the top term deposits available right now, we're looking at Rabobank with 5.9% interest and that's for a nine month period. And these also do have minimum deposit amounts. This one is $1,000. Heartland Banks is 5.8% for nine months with a minimum deposit of $1,000 as well. They also outline when the interest is paid, either at maturity or within certain points throughout the term deposits term and I did not do well on finance at uni so I'm not even going to try to explain the benefits of when interest is paid out but there can be benefits to when it's paid out as well depending so that might be something to look into or speak to a financial advisor about to make sure that you're being the most efficient with it. TSB Bank at 5.4% for a nine month period with a minimum deposit of a grand as well. Kiwi Bank also offers one at 5.25% with a nine month period but it's a $10,000 minimum deposit. I wonder if that's a I don't think that would be a typo, but that seems like a lot of money. And then that also goes through kind of the five-year ones as well. So definitely check out those Money Hub articles because I always find them extremely helpful. And the last option I want to go through, which again is something that I'm going to consider a bit more, specifically because of the tax advantages associated with this one, and that is a pie fund. So a pie fund, pie, P-I-E, is Portfolio Investment Entity fund and it's a type of a managed it's a type of managed investment fund that offers as I said tax advantages for New Zealand residents so I assume there's something similar in Oz as well I'm just not sure what it is if it's called the same thing if you are talking to someone about it just say you're interested in how to get the most out of your savings you know about term deposits and pie funds in New Zealand is there another kind of version of this so pie funds, similar to the way that a normal investment fund would work, invest in a range of assets like shares, bonds and property, obviously still low risk assets because it's a low risk investment. Normally when we make money on interest, we have to pay some of it in taxes. But with a pie fund, the government gives you a special tax break. You get to keep a little bit more of the money you make on your savings in comparison to other options because of the tax break. Typically with these, with this option, there is a minimum amount of money you need to invest as well. Uh, similar use case to the term deposit, I would say in terms of do you have a lump sum of money that you aren't going to need for a certain amount of time that you want to expose it to low risk assets. Really important here that, you know, the interest rates, the fees, the terms and conditions are going to vary pretty significantly between the banks and the financial institutions that offer these things. So definitely look at the T's and C's, speak to a financial advisor, speak to a person who works at the company and kind of go in knowing what you want and what your goal is. The most important thing when you're assessing, you know, what the right option for you is, is understanding what your goal is. 
Like you have this money, okay, is it a long-term goal? Is it a short-term goal? Do you want to have access to that money straight away if you needed it? Do you not need access to that money straight away? How much risk are you willing to take as a result of what your goal is? So at the end of the day, the most important thing is know what your goal is and then find out which option is going to cater to that goal the best. A good way to sum up these options as well is you know, the higher the inconvenience in terms of taking your money out, the higher the interest rate. So if you're willing to be inconvenienced with not having access to your money for a certain amount of time, then the higher interest options might be for you. For me, uh, one of my clear savings goals at the moment and more kind of long but short medium term let's say medium term goals is the traveling I want to do next year so I've been using a notice saver account which I love and I'm going to open one with my bank as well just for a few other things I personally want to get really efficient with the way I'm saving because this year I have super strict financial goals for myself and I don't want to be falling behind in terms of just little advantages I could be giving myself especially when it is reasonably easy to educate yourself just with the internet and speaking to people who work in this area either like you know help from your bank or from a financial advisor please reach out to me on Instagram if you have any questions it's just at the one up project and I'm more than happy to help out anytime or answer any questions or clarify anything I've said in this episode I know it was a bit of an information heavy episode and I hope that you kind of took note of something that sounded relevant to you at the specific time there are also of course always lots of little things little nuances that I didn't get to I also really value glossing over unnecessary information especially just at the initial stages of trying to understand something so you got your on-call savings accounts your notice saver accounts your term deposits and your pie funds and that's going to go from the least commitment to most commitment as well as lowest interest rate to highest interest rate and I can't wait to speak to you all next week so we'll chat then see you later Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there. Just a quick disclaimer that The One Up Project is an educational platform that provides information that is general in nature. There may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice. Everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information within this resource at your own risk. Please complete your own due diligence before making any decisions based on the information in this resource. I'm not a financial advisor and if you require expert advice then please seek advice from a professional.